Reverie by John Drinkwater Read for LibriVox.org by Nemo Reverie Here in the unfrequented noon, In the green hermitage of June, While overhead a rustling wing Minds me of birds that do not sing Until the cooler eve rewakes The service of melodious breaks and thoughts are lonely rangers here in shelter of the primrose year i curiously meditate our brief and variable state i think how many are alive who better in the grave would thrive if some so long a sleep might give better instruction how to live i think what splendors had been said by darlings now untimely dead, had death been wise in choice of these, and made exchange of obsequies. I think what loss to government it is that good men are content, well knowing that an evil will is folly-stricken too, and still itself considers only wise for all rebukes and surgeries that evil men should raise their pride to place and fortune undefied. I think how daily we beguile our brains, that yet a little while, in all our congregated schemes, and our perplexity of dreams, shall come to whole and perfect state. I think, however long the date of life may be, at last the sun shall pass, upon campaigns undone. I look upon the world and see a world colonial to me, whereof I am the architect and principal and intellect, a world whose shape and savor spring out of my lone imagining, a world whose nature is subdued forever to my instant mood, and only beautiful can be because of beauty is in me. And then I know that every mind among the millions of my kind makes earth his own particular and privately created star. That earth has thus no single state, being every man articulate. Till thought has no horizon then, I try to think how many men there are to make an earth apart, in symbol of the urgent heart. For there are forty in my street, and seven hundred more in Greet, and families at Luton Hu, and there are men in China too. And what immensity is this that is but a parenthesis, set in a little human thought, before the body comes to naught? There, at the bottom of the copse, I see a field of turnip tops. I see the cropping cattle pass there in another field of grass. In fields and fields with seven towns, a river and a flight of downs, steeples for all religious men, ten thousand trees and orchards ten, a mighty span that curves away into blue beauty. And I lay all this as quartered on a sphere hung huge in space. A thing of fear, vast, 
as the circle of the sky, completed to the astonished eye. And then I think that all I see, whereof I frame immensity, globed for amazement is no more than a shire's corner, and that four great shires being ten times multiplied are small on the Atlantic tide as an emerald on a silver bowl, and the Atlantic to the whole sweep of this tributary star that is our earth is but and far through dreadful space the outmeasured mind seeks to conceive the unconfined i think of time how when his wing composes all our quarreling in some green corner where may leaves are loud with blackbirds on all eaves and all the dust that was our bones is underneath memorial stones. Then shall old jealousies, while we lie side by side most quietly, be but oblivion's fools, and still when curious pilgrims ask, what skill had these that from oblivion saves, my song shall sing above our graves. I think how men of gentle mind and friendly will and honest kind deny their nature and appear fellows of jealousy and fear, having single faith and natural wit to measure truth and cherish it. Yet, strangely, when they build in thought, twisting the honesty that wrought in the straight motion of the heart into its feigning counterpart, that is the brain's betrayal of the simple purpose of love. And yet what sorrier decline is theirs, when, eager to confine, no more within the silent brain, its habit, thought seeks birth again, in speech as honesty has done, in thought, than even what had won. From heart to brain fades and is lost in this pretended Pentecost. This their forlorn captivity to speech, who have not learnt to be lords of the world, nor kept among the sterner climates of the tongue. So truth is in their hearts, and then falls to confusion in the brain, and, fading through this mid-eclipse, it perishes upon the lips. I think how year by year I still find working in my dauntless will sudden timidities that are merely the echo of some far-forgotten tyrannies that came to use bewilderment and shame, that yet a magisterial gown, being worn by one of no renown, and half a generation less, in years than I, can dispossess something my circumspector mood of excellence and quietude. And if a bishop speaks to me, I tremble with propriety. I think how strange it is that he, who goes most comradely with me, in beauty's worship takes delight and shows that to my eager sight are shadows and unmanifest, while beauty's favor and behest to me in motion are revealed that is against his vision sealed. Yet it is our heart's necessity, not twofold, but a common plea that chaos come to continents, whereto the arch-intelligence richly in divers' voices makes its answer for our several sakes.
I see the disinherited and long procession of the dead, who have in generations gone held fugitive dominion of this same primrose pasturage that is my momentary wage. I see two lovers move along these shadowed silences of song, with spring and blossom at their feet, more incommunicably sweet to their hearts more magnificence than to the common courts of sense, till joy his tardy closure tells with coming of the curfew bells. I see the knights of spur and sword crossing the little woodland ford, riding in ghostly cavalcade on some unchronicled crusade. I see the silent hunter go in cloth of yeoman green with bow strung in a quiver of gray wings. I see the little herd who brings his cattle homeward while his sire makes bivouac in Warwickshire. This night the liege and loyal man of cavalier or puritan and as they pass the nameless dead unsung uncelebrate and sped upon an unremembered hour as any twelve-month fallen flower i think how strangely yet they live for all their days were fugitive i think how soon we too shall be a story with our ancestry i think what miracle has been that you whose love among this green delightful solitude is still the stay and substance of my will the dear custodian of my song my thrifty counsellor and strong should take the time of all time's tide that was my season to abide on earth also that we should be charted across eternity to one elect and happy day of yellow primroses in May. The clock is calling five o'clock, and none so pretty brings her flock to fold, and Tom comes back from town with hose and ribbons worth a crown. And duly at the old king's head they gather now to daily bread, and I no more may meditate our brief and variable state. End a poem. This recording is in the public domain.